0: Welcome to Stop Wasting Your Wine, a wine review podcast where we waste our wine so you don't have to. On this episode, we review a white
1: wine from California.
0: Welcome to the show. My name is Colin. Tonight, I'm joined by two of my very bestest friends, Joel and Aaron. Boys, welcome to the show.
1: How's it going, Colin?
0: Hey, Excited. Colin.
2: Happy first to be episode. here.
0: Yeah. You guys, you guys ready to go? Pumped?
2: Oh, my God. I'm so ready. I am as ready as someone who does not know anything about wine can be about being part of a wine podcast. Let's go.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so because this is the first episode, uh, and we're not going to do this every episode, but because you guys, the listeners, don't know us yet what we wanted to do is just introduce ourselves and give us a little little background about our wine journey and a little bit about what the show is gonna be about. So Joel, uh, why don't you introduce yourself?
1: Hey everybody, Uh, yeah, my name is Joel, Uh, happy to be here. And uh, honestly, my wine journey kind of started because I just thought that wine was so interesting. Um, You know, there's so many different types out there, um, so many different varietals and so many different flavors and kind of things to try. I think that's part of what makes wine so, so daunting, but also part of what makes it so interesting. So um, really just kind of in the last five-ish years, been really diving in and trying to learn about wine and, and get into it. So excited to do it with you fine folks.
2: Absolutely. Aaron. Hey, uh, I am Aaron. I am uh, up in the New York City area. I've been up here uh, for the past 15 years since I graduated uh, from the University of Central Florida uh with colin and joel um what weird see i see i slid that we in there so there's other? like a connection oh. yeah it's very so, slow. You know, i have been in the north uh far outside the free state of florida and um what i found up here is you know for the for the longest amount of time um i was like beer and then like maybe bourbon but i wanted to drink something that was just a little bit nicer and go with meals like you go out to a restaurant and order a bottle for the table and like if there's a spectrum of like knowing things about wine i am on the dummy side of that spectrum um so i am like very excited about the prospect of just getting like a foothold in uh you know the the knowing a little bit about wine so that when i want to order a bottle when i want to order a glass of wine i just know just enough to be like passively intelligent when it comes to talking about wine i'm not asking to be a master of wine i'm hoping to leave this podcast just being able to fool people is what i'm really gunning for <laughs>
0: I, and that's a, honestly a great goal because that's really
2: to be able think, to fool people
0: to be able to fool <laughs> people that <a>, that is
2: <laughs>
0: yeah that's the level of wine knowledge you really need to start enjoying wine right so i think if you can get there you could really enjoy a lot more um and with that said my name is colin Uh, resident wine nerd slash enthusiast um, expert and I guess I wouldn't call myself I guess the most expert but far from an actual expert Um, on this panel
1: yes I would say so Colin yes you are a resident expert yeah absolutely
0: yeah I I do have what would be the equivalent of a high school degree in wine education which would give me a
2: preschool participation trophy level of wine education
0: well, so so You got to start somewhere. I mean, that's good. That's
2: it might good. be. I've been mean, like fifth grade, maybe fifth grade, something like that. I think that's good. Yeah. Listen, so we have a we have a really excellent panel in that sense, it
0: is a good. I think I think we're gonna be able to learn some stuff here. But um, I got uh, during the pandemic, I got bored, uh, and I was really into wine already. After a trip to Napa, I just fell in love with it. Uh, if you haven't been to Napa, go. Um, but I got a uh, level two certificate. From the Wine and Spirit Education Trust, which is just a wine and spirits education uh, trust, trust board, trust. Basically, <laughs> it's like a trust kind of, <laughs> uh, and they do classes and stuff like that. So I passed level two, which is not, there are four levels, and then there's the master of wine. So I'm very far from that, but you know, no, you're halfway there. You're, I, halfway
1: there. You're, you're halfway there. I want to see you get all the way throughout the journey of this show and our time together to
0: master of wine i mean i might do level three but master of we, wine start with all in, we
2: want you to be a master of wine over the course of this podcast agree you basically have to agree yes, but you
0: have to yes okay moving on <laughs> <laughs> yes no you're right that's i'm going to be a master of wine yeah. so all right let's do it let's go All right, so because this is the first episode, uh, beyond introducing ourselves, I thought it would be good to just give everybody a little bit of what the show's going to be about. So, to give a little bit more, uh, Aaron's going to run down just what we got
2: going on. Sure. I am excited to explain the show because it's the only thing I know. Uh, So, basically, you know, if we haven't really hit you over the head with it yet, um, the three of us enjoy wine. Colin obviously knows. More than Joel and I. um, But this is really just about trying different wines. Determining like what is something uh, that is uh, tasty, enjoyable. Something that you can have in your home. um, And stuff to avoid. Where we're not trying to do like a long lecture and make anyone an expert. What we're trying to do is just help folks make decisions about the kind of wine that they can have in their house. I know I need that very much. So each episode we will... Introduce a wine, we'll talk about the kind of wine it is, what our takes are on it, and then kind of recommend whether this is a wine to keep in your house or a wine to avoid. And on top of that, we're gonna kinda uh set a goal to give you one solid piece of information each episode um for you to store away uh to kind of help you have those conversations about wine moving forward. Aaron, I feel
1: like if at the end of each podcast, we're a little bit closer to being able to walk into a restaurant or a nice wine shop and know a little bit about what we like and how
2: to get started. I feel like that's a win. Yeah. like We're not expecting anyone to be an expert from this, and we don't want to be a podcast where people are trying to listen to become wine experts. We just want people to feel comfortable around wine, I think. That's all I want. I just want to feel comfortable around wine, rather than being horrifically intimidated like I am all the time right now.
0: And I think the the important part is building a vocabulary. So when you are in a situation where you're ordering a bottle, whether it's at a wine shop or you're talking to a sommelier at a restaurant, you want to be able to describe to them what you like so they can recommend good wine because they are the true experts um, and, but having a base knowledge of, of terms that you can use to describe what you like is really helpful when it comes to, uh, drinking better wine.
2: Who, who are the experts?
0: Like just in general.
2: Well, what's a, we build a vocabulary. What's a, what's a sommelier? Oh, um, well the
0: technical definition is anybody who serves wine. So you work at a restaurant and serve wine, technically a
2: sommelier. I serve myself wine today. You are a sommelier. Look at that. Congratulations. You Congrats. Thank, Thank wow. you to the Don't Waste well, Your then. Wine podcast. I am already a sommelier. And we just lost any sommelier
1: who was actually <laughs> listening to this <laughs> and is angry at us for listening all of to the this training episode, that they, they got had to do.
0: lost
2: on the way here. You're in the wrong yeah, place, yeah. sommelier. Uh, yeah, that's right. That's without.
0: <laughs> no, but I will <laughs> say sommeliers do they do spend a lot of time and effort learning about
1: wine. So I'm not taking away anything that they do. Well, let's take some time to learn a bit, little bit about the wine that we're going to be drinking today. Yeah. How about Joe, that? Joel, what are we
0: drinking? Absolutely.
1: So like we said up front today, we are drinking a white wine from California. To be more specific, today we are drinking the Muirwood Chardonnay from 2021. Uh, so this is actually from the Arroyo Seco Appalachian of Monterey, California. And we picked this up from Total Wine for about 15 dollars. Absolutely. Now let's learn something. This is
2: the only thing you will learn. What is this? Who is this? Was that you? The that the hell was that? No, that is
0: what the industry podcast folks call a drop. Uh, I basically just oh. introduced a segment there for, for the little bit behind the scenes stuff. And that was a British guy <laughs> I hired to do some voiceover
2: work. Yeah. A drop. Delightful. Let me write that down. Let me take a note mm-hmm. here. all right so, yep. so this yep. is dropping us <laughs> into the only thing you'll learn during this podcast. The
0: only thing you will learn during this podcast. What I wanted to talk about today was Chardonnay. Um, and before I get into what I want to talk about, I wanted to ask you guys, uh, when you hear Chardonnay, or if somebody were to give you a glass of Chardonnay, what comes to mind? What Do you have any preconceived notions of what
2: Chardonnay might be? Adult uh, juice box. Like... It- when I think of Chardonnay, I think of like a fruity, juicy, just like treat of a drink uh, aimed at adults with alcohol. <laughs>
1: that's that's actually, I, I think of a just like over the top, you know, buttery kind of almost, I hate to say it, but almost sometimes syrupy
2: kind of kind of drink. Honestly, if you, when I talk to like folks who do like white wines, like Chardonnay is often the white wine they avoid.
0: Yeah, and Chardonnay, it's a bad rap. It really gets pigeonholed into, you know, the overly oaked, overly buttery kind of in-your-face, and which I don't like either. But it's really, it It can be a lot of different things. Um, and there are really many differences between Chardonnay. Um, it can be style. It can be where it's grown. And what I really want to talk about today is where it's grown, because that has a huge impact on specifically the flavor profile of the wine. Um, And when I talk about flavor profile, I'm talking about what flavors you get, whether it's fruit or um, floral flavors uh, when you drink the wine. So I think the most important distinction is climate. And there are two major climates that wine is grown. You have cool climate and warm climate. When it comes to cool climate Chardonnay, you're going to have wines from Burgundy and this wine from Monterey. Is a good example of a cool climate chardonnay when it comes to warm climate chardonnay you're gonna have wines from napa some places in south africa and australia and the major difference is gonna be like i mentioned flavor profile so in the cooler climate wines you're gonna have more of the bright citrus flavors maybe a little bit of lemon a little bit of lime you might have a little bit of uh, like a minerality characteristic uh might maybe some wet stones or something like that uh and maybe a little floral And then with your warm climate Chardonnays, you're going to get more tropical fruit. might get a little bit more stone fruit like peaches. Um, So you can really put a cool climate Chardonnay and a warm climate Chardonnay on the same table and not know that both grapes are Chardonnay.
2: Yeah, wow. Okay, so I think my uh, my mind is blown a bit in in this sense because I think a lot of folks, when they think about types of wine, usually uh, think of it along the lines of like, you know, a Merlot, a Chardonnay, a Sauvignon Blanc, like it's going to be generally the same flavor uh, Mm -hmm. depending on like the brand and quality. It might taste a little bit different, but like a Merlot is a Merlot, a Sauvignon Blanc, a Sauvignon Blanc. Uh, And what I'm hearing you say is that specifically, uh, especially when it comes to Chardonnay, if it is a cool climate Chardonnay, it might have a completely different flavor profile than a warm climate Chardonnay. And so someone might actually enjoy a cool climate Chardonnay uh, and be able to find other Chardonnays from that similar region that they also enjoy, but might really dislike a warm climate Chardonnay.
0: Absolutely. No, you're 100% correct. And I think it's it's a really cool way to explore wine is go to, you know, your local wine shop and pick up a warm climate Chardonnay. And all you have to ask for is a warm climate Chardonnay. And and the person there is going to understand what you're talking about. In a cool climate chardonnay and then go home and compare them you know see what you like because they're going to be totally different and it's going to be a really cool experience just getting to know each of the climates and what that wine is all about and then once you like one of the climates you that's you know you put that into your vocabulary
1: like we were talking about earlier so you can you know repeat that as you're drinking wine in the future i just took away too that you can walk into a store and say I would like a warm climate Chardonnay, please. Already you sound like you know what you're talking about in a wine store. I love that.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And it's that easy, too. Like, that's that's really as high level as you need for wine knowledge, you know. And as you build that vocabulary, you can order wine more to your liking. And that's, uh, I think, part of enjoying wine.
2: So, like, a really good step for someone, like, if you find a wine that you like, and calling like, uh, correct me, is this just a Chardonnay thing or is this a wine thing in general? Like if you find a, a Chardonnay that you like and you Google like where that wine is from or the region it's from, finding other vineyards in that same region will probably produce something similar that you enjoy.
0: Yeah, it, it's definitely a wine thing in general. You know, climate definitely affects all grapes. But one, the, the biggest, I think, from what I've seen, the biggest difference in cool and warm climate Is Chardonnay. It just, it can be so completely different.
1: Well, what I'm hearing is the more wine you try, the more knowledgeable you are. So can we get into this wine? Absolutely. Hey, you guys, you guys
0: like the last drop. I got another one. (laughs) Tastes like wine.
1: Okay, now who was that?
0: That, that what, I, helium man I don't I don't really it's just the I, just British the guy, guy I,
2: locked uh, in a room with a bunch of wine for a significant amount of time no I'm just relieved <laughs> by the fact that someone else drinks their wine and goes right after they they drank it I thought that was just me. that is true yeah uh, it's I refreshing
0: you know okay <laughs> so when you're uh, drinking a wine it's important to first smell the wine yeah, there <laughs> to get an idea of what you're getting into before we drink it so Let's take a sniff and uh guys tell me what you smelling. Joel, what are you picking up?
1: Well, you know it's funny, not not a whole lot. I wouldn't say it's the most uh you know aromatic wine I've ever uh put my nose in here. But um, mm-hmm. you know, what I am getting is some really lovely, you know, a little bit of peach going on in there. Yep. are you eating.
0: Man, that's pretty much the the most that I'm getting. Yeah, you really have to kind of get the nose in there and mm-hmm. really
2: get it in there. Aaron,
0: what do you I got? I got a pretty
2: solid nose, uh, size wise. And like, <laughs> I don't, I wasn't going to say anything, but since you brought it up, look, it's, it's pretty much in the wine. And it, uh, I don't, I don't smell that much. I, I'm a, I'm a Joe on this one. Like, there's a little bit, I guess, but I mean, it's, it's either the wine or the long COVID. Like, I just don't have, uh, there's definitely other wines that we have tried that have been like, wow, this is really something. Um, and this is not the, I, you know, I wouldn't have guests over it and be like, stick your nose in that. Like, really tell me what you think. It's just not the 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 main feature of this wine.
0: No, you're right. You, I mean, it's not terribly expressive, but I get a little bit of uh, peach, like Joel said, some pears. Mm-hmm. I definitely get some lemon. I think there's mm-hmm. also like a nice bready quality that I get in here. And this wine's been open for a while, and I'm starting to get a little bit more vanilla on the nose. And it says on the bottle, Good. this was aged in oak, um, and not new oak, but I think that might be where this is coming from. So, all right. Well, that's that's a great start. Let's give it a shot, see what we pick up.
1: Oh, wow.
2: Yeah,
0: that's actually pretty nice. That's really Joel, nice. What are
1: you What are you getting? Well, you know what's funny? Smelling it, again, a lot of peach, but first thing I'm picking up on as I'm tasting it is really more citrus notes. I'm getting a lot of lemon. Mm-hmm. And it's really not, and very, very good. You know, just, you know, thinking, I, I guess, you know, when I was smelling it and wasn't getting a lot there, it was interesting, but um, tasting it, it's, it's really fantastic.
2: Yeah, Aaron, what are you picking up? It's definitely like a very fruity- uh, uh wine and it's it's very dry and I it is it is it is one that I would want to just like kind of sit and enjoy um I can imagine having this like with a meal or you know just you know on, on a picnic for some reason that keeps popping out in my mind yeah absolutely um, you know just, it, it's, like a, it's like a nice weather wine I don't know <laughs> it just it tastes nice
0: yeah no, I agree. And I think what you're picking up is the refreshingness is the the acidity. This is pretty high acid wine. Thank you. I don't know that. Um, one. Okay. <laughs> well, learn. I, you thought you were only learning one thing today. Here's number two. Uh, acid in wine uh, makes your saliva glands really get going. Kind of like think about just biting into a lemon or something like that. It really it really gets, gets your saliva glands going. So when you're drinking wine, that's another vocabulary word. If you like that kind of refreshing quality to a wine you can say i'd like something that's high acid uh because that's where that refreshingness comes from but
2: so we learned two things today
0: learned two things i'll be damned who would have thought yeah yeah. me Uh, (laughs) um but here we are but i i agree i'm 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 getting it's it is very refreshing getting a lot of lemon um like i mentioned the peach and the pear I'm getting a really nice bready note, which I love. But it, overall, it's it's super tasty. Um, yeah. But it's not terribly complex.
1: You, you know what's interesting, too, is, is sure. like I said up front, first thing that really just kind of hit me in the face was that that citrusy, that lemony note. But okay. the more I drink it, the more I'm getting that kind of bready note on. But what sounds kind of strange, Colin, is I, I get that citrusy up front, and then it's almost like towards the end of the sip, I'm getting yeah. that that bready kind of flavor as well yeah
0: totally i mean you're going to experience wine differently in your mouth as you drink it you know you'll experience different flavors up front in the middle on your palate uh if we're talking industry talk uh you'll you'll experience flavor on the the front palate the mid palate and the back palate so that's you'll you'll find that quite a bit in wine that you'll experience different flavors in different part of your mouth um you guys want to learn one more thing or are we done learning i can do one more thing you do one more
2: and then that's Aaron, it how you- how you feeling it'll be quit i mean you're gonna put some in something else is gonna come out so you guys have to quiz me at the end of this and see what i lost but it's fine
0: (laughs) okay well just real quick uh i mentioned bready as a flavor note and that comes from the wine uh uh being aged on its dead yeast cells so that's where breadiness oh you gave us a creepy fact great thank you (laughs) dead yeast let's end the show there dead shit awesome And that's the show. No, just kidding. We got to review that thing. And if we're reviewing it, that means we get another drop.
1: Yeah, but did they like it?
2: It's time for the review. Oh, that was exciting. Yeah. No, I'm oh, <laughs> not. You, you guys pumped right now? I am more Oof. pumped for a review than I have ever been uh, before. BRB, let me break through this brick wall here real
0: quick. My yeah, God. I'm, I'm absolutely ready to go. Um, And because yeah. this is the first episode, uh, we are going to have Aaron explain our review system because it's a little bit different than what you might have seen in the past. So Aaron, take it away.
2: Yeah, our review system is going to be very simple because uh, when the three of us were sitting around talking about wine the very first time, we talked about the wine, numerical wine system, which uh, Colin reminded me starts at 80 Something like that, some some number, y'all. You know, I'm a I am a teacher by trade, uh, and if the lowest score you can get is an 80, uh, that is a bad scoring system. Um, and so, like the difference between like 88 and 90 and 92 and 94, when I walk into like a total wine, I have no idea uh, what the difference is. So we're gonna make things a lot more anecdotal for you, uh, and we're gonna talk about uh, where we would put our wines in our own. Uh, imaginary or real homes um so like the ultimate best case scenario for a wine that we uh uh, that we try out is going to be our wine fridge now the trick to the wine fridge is that it's a very small wine fridge because uh you know we all got kids and we don't have money for big wine fridges uh so our wine fridges hold three wines so if a wine makes it to our wine fridge it is very very good um the second down from that is our kitchen table these are the wines that we're recommending to you are the wines that you can like feel good about having out when people come over someone comes and visits you want to have a dinner you want to have friends over uh and you want to put out a wine like this is something that you can put out it tastes good you should be proud of it um it's like the wine that we feel really good about The next level down from that are our closet wines, our emergency wines. These are the wines that after that dinner has been going for three hours and people haven't left your house and you don't want to put out another kitchen table wine you don't want to put out uh, a wine from your wine fridge because uh, no one will appreciate it at that point of the night. Uh, Reach into your closet, your emergency wine. These are your backup wines. These are are okay. Uh, And then down from that is the drain. These are the ones we don't want you to waste your wine this is our namesake this is do not waste your wine it, it it is right there don't waste your wine at the end of every episode we will tell you whether or not it is a wine that should be somewhere in your home or a wine that you should just dump down the drain um how about that guys did i did i encompass all of our uh, beliefs philosophies uh traditions very good yeah no i
0: think that was that was a great little uh wrap-up of what uh, to expect from the rating
1: system so with that Guys, where are we putting this wine? Joel, where are you putting it? Ooh, I got to say, I think I was one of these people at the beginning that was kind of writing off Chardonnay, but I was very pleasantly surprised by this very crisp, very acidic, very refreshing Chardonnay. So I am proudly going to put this uh, on my kitchen table. I'm going to share it with my friends.
2: Yeah, same. I I I think this is like a a really tasty, solid wine. Um, it's not too overbearing. It's you know, folks who may not love Chardonnay um, are, are probably going to be okay with this. Uh, it, it's it's a solid kitchen table wine to put out. Happy to tell people about it.
0: Yeah, I, I would agree. I think this is uh, a wine that I would want to share with other people because it's it's just tasty. You know, it's it's a good yeah. wine. Uh, it's something you know you can you can talk about um, and just enjoy. I think a lot of people. This this would really break the misconceptions of Chardonnay for a lot of people.
1: Um, so um, I'm putting it on the wine table with you guys. All right, boys. So
2: the question we got to ask though is, was this a waste of our wine? What do you guys think? Absolutely not. Solid, solid wine. Happy to to hand it out to my folks.
0: Yeah, no, I would agree. We're not wasting wine on this one. This is this is a good, solid drinker, um, and people should absolutely go out and try it.
1: I am with you. 100% into this wine, and I uh, think if you go pick it up, you will enjoy it yourselves.
2: Awesome. So this is a kitchen table wine uh, for the masses. It is not a waste. We would recommend uh, go out and grab it, Fourteen ninety it is a great bargain, the Mirwood Chardonnay from 2021. That's it. That's the show. You guys have fun. Fantastic time. Learn a little something. Learned a lot. I learned that Chardonnays can be in warm climate or cool climate, and that affects their taste profile. I am now layman plus one. I'm moving up. There you go.
0: And so the good. journey continues. Well, thanks everybody for listening to the episode. We will catch you next week. Awesome. Call and play the sound the the send out sound that you made. I didn't make one, but I can play... You made
2: 37 sounds and not a send-out sound? I can that that. play all
0: three drops at that once that. That. if you want that. Get the British
1: guy back. This is, this is,
2: this is... You enjoy is enjoy your evening. Be back.
1: Back. Be back. Chaos and <laughs> Enjoy.
0: Absolutely. Hey, you guys, you guys like the last drop? I got another one.
1: This is... <laughs> The only thing no, I
0: messed up the drop.
1: <laughs>
2: no, we already <laughs> learned a thing. That's a we. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we, you said one thing per episode. I said that I up only so poorly. Digest one piece of information an in episode. I hit, do you know what happened? I hit the wrong
0: button. So let's try that again.
1: This is no.
0: The drops <laughs> oh, are messed God. up. I don't want to know anything else. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm gonna try this button.